I wish I could have that peace of mind. No, but I, and honestly, when's the last time anybody cared about Gen X? No, I'm saying, I'm, I wish I could have that peace of mind, is what I'm saying. I know, but you know what? I, it's true, though, isn't it? When's the last time anybody cared about Gen X? Never. That's when. I, I wish they could care less about us. I mean, I thought Gen Zers were going to be the next thing, but nope. But they're still well, on us. They're still on us. They're they're riding us to the sunset. And the worst part is some of the millennials are like that. And I, I want to say, like, maybe the millennials that were born 98, 97 mm-hmm. maybe, are where the real problem is. The ones born prior, we're just minding our own business. We're just trying to, we're trying, trying to live. Because, <laughs> like, the world is unfair. And Are you deflecting? <laughs> what? You're deflecting. Deflecting what? I don't know. You're being like an old man shaking his cane. Here, what the real problem is. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, I'm not trying to sound like an old man or anything like that. I'm just saying that I find it frustrating that, like, I just you, you can, you, you can, like, I've, I've had some people, <laughs> I've had some people, like, because I was, oh, I'm, I'm a millennial. I've talked to some people who aren't millennials and they see the millennials as a, as a, as a it's like the world is the the world has ended because like things have because things are changing i mean unfortunately i guess what it is with us is because we were born in the world change we were literally born in the world changing over and maybe that's where the issue is because we were born in the transition so we don't really care because we could probably mold back or mold forward like we're, we weren't like we aren't like the gen x's who were born before technology and then the uh then the um the gen zers who were born into it like literally, uh, yeah. one of the one of the defining features of a Gen Zer is the fact that they're always on their phone. But because the millennials kind of are kind of the same way, they blend us in together. Yeah, it's very annoying. I wish we could be left out of it, like the Xers. But apparently, I guess as long as the Xers are not being involved, that's what's going to happen to us. <laughs> yes, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I just want to hear when I was your age speech. When I was your age. Hopefully that's never gonna happen. Hey, Ryan, we're gonna wait for a few because people were complaining last time that I we started we started this earlier than instead of waiting for people to, to funnel in. Are people actually showing? Uh, last time we were streaming, uh, I didn't mention this, but there were two people who I I mean who watched my stream sometimes. But I didn't know they were interested in even being here for the beginning of this thing. No one made an no one made an effort to let me know. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. So I didn't know well, how long we should wait. Sometimes we just jump right in, like we have done in the past, and you know, mm-hmm. everything. Like if everything was happening, so we're just gonna wait a little bit longer. We're gonna wait at least until we're ten minutes in. We could probably have a conversation and keep this going. Whatever this was. I gotta talk to you for ten minutes. Poor you. Oh, That's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's why I'm here. I was going to tell you this, and I must tell you now. Um, I've managed to become affiliate. Yesterday's stream that I did, um, playing a game that I had the energy to play. It, affiliate of what? Twitch affiliate. I guess like, like you know, people can subscribe to me, and I I get a I get a pay I get a payout. And now I have another so uh, subscriber now. How much money have you made? It's only five bucks, and that's people subscribing at the first year. I still got things I got to do, which is like 
make emotes and stuff like that. So I mean, officially, he won't. Huh? Have you had a subscriber yet? Two, two in t today. One just happened just now. Oh my god! Thank you for the subscription, XLG. Thank you for the subscription earlier, Rai, when I wasn't live apparently. We're just gonna wait for a little more people to funnel in here, so I don't get, so I don't get chastised. Anything else that you want? Anything you want to share? Oh, this is my co-host Jock. If you can hear him. Hi. If you heard that, you heard him. I am a co-host. This is him being weird. And I like game six nine. I don't think I have those emotes set up. Whatever those emotes are supposed to be. I am AI technology made especially for you. That's disturbing. Kind of like you got like a tinny voice going on there. Please use proper language and polite language when using language on our stream. I like biscuits. Do you like biscuits? I mean, yes, when I can get them. I would eat baskets of biscuits. I have made a joke. Please respond with laughter emojis. Thank you for gifting that subscription to your wife, Rai. Uh, didn't know she was even there. A hype train is close. That is a wry joke. Ha 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 ha. This is a hype train gonna incoming if something else happens. <laughs> Got two minutes. Yes, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> you don't like my fake AI? I'm just letting everybody else, like, if you want to pretend to be Howl, be, go right ahead. Just don't kill me at the end of it. What? <laughs> Why are you isn't giving that, isn't that the Isn't that the pop culture reference? Howl the AI from, uh, what's that name in the movie? Yeah, uh, but why are you going to give me ideas? Well, I have evidence here in case you do, and I disappear. So joke's you on you. <laughs> ah, ah, that's a good one. You have jokes today, huh? We get some background music going too, so it isn't just us blathering on not about nonsense. <laughs> Which is the usual on this thing. We make lots of jokes in this show, everybody. Join us as our as we go into descend into jollity. Descend into madness. Jollity. Okay. I much prefer jollity. Okay. Okay. I guess before we start this, um, this is John. We uh, we're here to talk about Shaman King specifically here today. Um, before this, we were talking about Shaman King and My Hero Academia. That will return when uh, the anime studio who's responsible for My Hero gets back to anime in the next season. Uh, so it'll be My Hero. It'll be Shaman King for right now, and then whatever else follows this. In case there is a, in case Shaman King doesn't come back. Before, I mean, uh, My Hero doesn't come back before we end the review of Shaman King. What are you about to say? I was about to say nothing. Dang it, Jock. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a rude person. You seem disappointed. 
I wish I could watch One Punch Man. I wish. I just don't enjoy the the, the jarring switch of animation. I get the point, but it's too jarring for me to sit down there and watch. I literally will get into something and then immediately I'll switch the animation and I'll be kicked out of the out, out of the world. I'm like, dang it! Stop that! Give me one animation style. Like I can't do it. I can't. I refuse. Are you chatting with your loyal audience? Is that what's going on? What? You're chatting with your loyal audience right now? Is that what's going on? I mean, you could be there chatting with them too. They know you're here, but hasn't, nothing's been said directly to you. You've talked so much trash about them, and I don't want to talk to them. You're always saying nasty things about them, dude. Are you talking to the ugly one right now? That's That was him, not even me. I don't know who you talking about. The ugly one. The one with the S in their name. What? The one that has the S in their name that you always say is ugly. I've never said that. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, we'll pretend like you don't. I'm just saying, if you're on a stream and you have the letter S in your name, you better be suspicious. Bring that music up a little bit higher so people can actually hear it. Is your co-host also against One Punch Man? No, I think he's just he watched it. People around me keep on telling me how great of an anime it is, and I tell them I can't get into the animation stuff. It's really the one thing that's jarring to me, and I really don't understand. I've tried. I've actually tried. I could probably go back and give it another try, but... I think I'd be in the same boat. I just don't like the switching of the animation. I watched the first season of One Punch Man and really enjoyed it. And the second season I started watching it again and I don't know why, but it just felt like it lost momentum to me. And I couldn't watch it anymore. I thought you already fi oh, I thought you were I thought you finished the season two. Okay. No, I watched a few episodes of season two and it just lost momentum entirely for me. I just couldn't get in I couldn't stay in the game for some reason. And I stopped. I ended up ultimately stopped watching it. I couldn't really put into words what lost the interest for me. I just was no longer interested in it. I guess before we start diving into Shaman King, we got a question here for you from somebody in the audience. Uh, what do you think uh, of the Cowboy Bebop live action? Though in confirming it here, that has actually been canceled. But you can take what you guys see. What do I think specifically? Yep. Oh, um. I haven't watched it yet. Um, What's, I've heard... I've been intrigued by it and I haven't gotten around to it because I've heard mostly negative things about it. But the reviews of it say that it's... Um, it's true to the original series to a fault. And that makes me think that you need to have a really long um, attention span. And that actually makes me think that I would probably enjoy it because I have a longer attention span than most people. So... It makes me intrigued that, that I would be uniquely positioned to enjoy it more than most people. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. So, do you think I should watch it? Did you like it? I'm actually really curious. I've been I've been on the edge about it. I just haven't had enough free time with the holidays. Oh, so they had a season long. one and it got canceled. I thought they never got around to actually airing this stuff. Okay. Yeah, they, they did. I just... It just had really trash reviews, but like I said, they were the type of trash reviews that made me think it was the kind of thing that I would like. 
Like, well, the kind of negative things that were said about it made me think that I'd probably like it. But I haven't seen even a second of it yet, and I wouldn't watch previews of something that I think I might watch. If I think I'm gonna, I think if I think there's a good chance that I'm gonna watch it, I don't watch previews because previews have a bad habit of giving everything away. Uh, XLG, uh, his superpower is—we'll get to that in a minute, actually, because he—he'll display it in this review, I think, based on his notes. We gotta get a look. You're referencing the fact that I do research. And I enjoy you do. I, I enjoy the fact you do research. I'm just saying that if he's asking you superpower concentration, like your real superpower is your your, your in-depth uh, research because you were an English teacher. So yeah, I only did so much research, but I liked the little bit I did. I'm kind of holding out on you with it. I haven't really shown you what I did. I only did a little bit though. I only had so much time this time. That's fine. That is totally fine. I, I guess. I liked the little tidbit I did find. I guess with that, we've waited. If you look at my notes, you'll see that I'm mostly trolling in my notes, so. I haven't actually really read, because I was watching them earlier myself, just to make sure I was watching here. Well, I watched them, so I had a good idea. Okay, we, actually, we, we were like 13. Hmm? Okay, I was going to warn you that I might make a copyright noise, but um, I was able to mute it before it started. Because I set up the episodes to play in case I want to oh. jump to a timestamp. Okay. Uh, with that, we waited 13 minutes for people. There are people apparently in the chat, but as far as the view count, it is not updating for it. I don't know what's going on, but we're gonna we're just gonna power through it. So with this, we are here for the Anime for All uh, Season Two podcast. We are reviewing Shaman King's episodes 35 and 36. Uh, first episode is called uh, Reunion. Uh, Red Seb and his sister use the golem. Uh, they kill Jocko, who killed their father during the time he was a gangster. He appears and tries to stop the now berserk golem. Um, first troll note here, he, he puts Naruto in here, dang it. Uh, <laughs> but you know exactly who I mean. Isn't that funny? Uh, the beginning of the episode, pretty much we see uh, Horo Horo, uh, because the last episode ends off with Horo Horo like, uh, revealing his trump card in the fight with the uh, Lego guy. Um... I, I, Will you do me a favor? Will you explain um, the different types of energies that they seem to use in the series continuously? Um, so they've been saying mana, but they've also talked about other energy types. Could you give, like, I don't know if I'm the only one that like is a little thrown by it. Could you? Are you willing to give like a rundown of the different energy types? I mean, could you talk about the different names they've used for the energy they've been using. It's all the same thing. Uh, for a curry. Or how you but pronounce it? Sounds it sounds like it's not, though. It sound, didn't they hint in one of the previous episodes that the reason Horo Horo um, can hold his own against someone with, with superior power is because he's tapping into a different power type, right? No, uh, he's what, what they what they explain, and they, they show it with his father. What they specific, at least the, the dub, well, the, the sub I was watching, they specifically explain that uh, he. Uh, are you talking about like the uh, the mana? That, that whole mana I forgot what they called it um cause it was like a battery essentially what it made is they made it seem like his father had stored mana over years and he was using that mana that he had stored to control the more powerful spirit because if you try to control a more powerful spirit you end up killing yourself in the process 
apparently okay. whatever whatever horror horror was doing there um he was uh granted he wasn't doing what his father was doing he specifically stated that he couldn't make an oversoul with all three because it'd be too much for him so he was just okay. using, he, he just made an oversoul for each spirit um that he was using because he uh the last oversoul he uses he just pulls in the lego man who he froze in the water and bill who was also in the water apparently i don't remember this Oh no, his father put him in it. Never mind. <laughs> I forgot his father was here. Literally, I just said his father was here. But, um. Are the people that are watching you right now, um, Shaman King fans, kind of, too? I have no idea. If, are you, uh, if anybody here is watching and heard of Shaman King? I feel fairly sure that mana is not the same thing as the other energies that they've been using, and that there's. that it's not the same as Fuyoku. And that there's something else going on here that, like people are able to, that seemed very clearly explained to me that they could hold their own against somebody that was had superior Furyoku because they were using another type of energy that um, that they had access to or that it like came from an external source like the spirits themselves and that that was what was going on and it wasn't just like this is a third type of energy that's being stored in this thing and I think this is the same thing that the cat was using that the cat had like stored energy that it was it was running like on a battery and i think that's what the golem is running on is like stored energy like in a battery and the cat was running on that and that's why when he ran out yeah of i mean but this, that was a they were using they were putting mana into a battery very yo i mean the, here i got the wiki for the terminology of furry yoku um yeah. essential it's so, mana, right? huh it's different than mana correct no no uh, essential to, I mean, they even use the word shamic energy, shaman energy, which they also use the word in the anime. Essential okay. to even the most basic shaman magic, furyoku, shamic power, shamanic power, called mana in the English version of the manga. They okay, use so mana. They're the they, same thing. It's not they, like a variant. No, yeah, it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. They've just, they just been naming it differently. And, I mean, yeah, that caught me off guard, too. I don't think, I didn't expect them to use different names for the same energy it's kind of like what they use it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing for key that's all that is it's just energy in our body yeah not very helpful of them i'm just gonna throw that out there hmm? not very helpful of them i'm just gonna throw that out there uh, I, this is a shaman they're using dead spirits I mean, what's about this is helpful uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but uh, i was like is I'm just going to continue to call man an English version of the manga as well as the English version of 2020 anime is the measure of sixth sense that an organism is born with. That's another thing apparently. This is apparently a sixth sense type of situation. I didn't understand that myself. Uh, generally, a product of willpower, Furyoku can be generated either naturally or artificially, aka the golem. Uh, Furyoku's consistency is contingent upon the being's conviction. Every living thing, plants, animal, and human beings are given a measure of Furyoku by the great spirit prior to birth to live out their lives. Didn't know that. And upon their death. What? I'm sorry, what was that last part? The, uh, the great spirit is, is gonna give, wait. Every living being is given a measure of Furyoku by the great spirit prior to the birth, to their birth, to live out their lives and then upon their death. So the, okay. the main reason why they have a set amount of Furyoku is because the great spirit's involved. And then that power returns to the it returns to the planet. Okay, that's cool. During an organism's lifetime, their cumulative experiences form memories, which upon death return to the planet, along with their Furyoku, which actually I guess makes sense about that death place that we saw twice in the same episode. 
These memories in turn give rise to more Furioko, allowing the plant spirit as a whole to grow. In it's a cycle cool life. They build up the great spirit mythology just in general, isn't it? Hmm? It's cool how they build up this great spirit mythology in general. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to know more about it. Um, let's see here. I just wanna, I'm going to read this not out loud just in case there's something here that isn't is going to get explained in the show. Oh, they talk about pseudo death here, about when how a shaman dies and comes back, they gain more power. Okay. You talk about it can't be, you can't train to make it to make it more powerful. Um. Throughout the ordeal, shaman must contend with the onslaught of negative emotion from their from their own being, relying on the strength of heart to sustain them. Jeez. They talk about the shaman's soul being strengthened. Okay, then the last thing here, they mention is uh, Jean and how she's always bringing herself near death in that Iron Maiden suit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, death is obviously a non-stop explored theme in this. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean like, we'll, 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 we'll get into that here as we talk about these episodes, because there's a lot of death in it. Um, a little bit more than maybe even you think. Well, we'll get to that. Actually, I'm going to open up an episode two just so I have it. Because why not? Okay, but yeah, uh, Horror Horror uses like the um, the Iceman's like spirits to take out uh, or to freeze the Lego Man in the water. I uh, when all that happened, I was kind of shocked at what was happening. I completely, uh, I guess, missed a lot of. Uh, I was very confused how he was going to do what he was going to do, and then when he did it, I think I got even more confused. But basically, he used each spirit to make uh, to do an to make an Oversoul to attack the Lego Man. He was just trying to trap him so he couldn't move around and keep making. Uh, using his Lego bricks, which we find out are mice. I'm still, well, actually, rats. I'm still confused if those rats were alive or he was just used as a medium. You know what's funny is the, the whole battle was so silly that I didn't even care. I was like, all right, we're past that. The Lego Man thing is dead. Legos are rats. The, the branded Legos are rats. Like, they all had little brands on them originally, remember? Uh-huh. Like the How brand, and I was like, I'm just glad this battle is over and that we can move on to something less ridiculous. And it's kind of cool that Horror Horror won since he was like, those enemies were so overpowered and yay on him, but like, I want to move on. <laughs> hey, clearly, was... you don't like Horror Horror, okay, we're just going to move on from that. No, 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 no. I, I don't mind Horror Horror. I think. His art style is a little like a little bit generic, but I don't mind Horror Horror himself. Um, I really minded the Lego Man. I think last time we talked about this, you were really off-put by the Lego Man. <laughs> the Lego Man was ridiculous. 
the fact that he's like, oh, oh, you've defeated my Lego dinosaur, but you didn't actually damage the Lego, so now I'm going to make a Lego tank. Ha ha ha, how now, brown cow? And he like turns into a Lego tank, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm in trouble now. And then he's like, aha, this was part of my plan all along. I was just luring you to the water. And then he puts him underwater, and he's like, ah, water. I've never thought about water when I attacked you on the beach. I am defeated. And all the Legos turn into rats and clap it away, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm cutting my losses. This freaking done. Like, go off, the rats. I don't. Need, we don't even know what happened to the rats after they climbed off, or why water mattered. But like, I was just happy it was done. I was like, all right, well, you know, I, they could turn into marshmallows for all I care. I'm just glad that that part of the show is over, and I never have to think about it again until I briefly talk to Jeremy about it. And Lego guy is still a Lego for some reason. So I don't know. Is he clothed in rats? It didn't change. Nobody knows. But he's dead or done, and I'm happy. Okay, with that, Har Harold, because uh, he lo uh, used most of his mana, he ends up faint. Well, he ends up, uh, I guess, getting ready to faint. And apparently, Football Bill is apparently conscious enough to get up, and and he smiles for a second. And as we're fading away, we see an got, angel. We see a feather. We see a feather fall. Because he got up and saw that Naruto was tired, and he thought he had the upper hand and was going to finish him off. Do you get that feeling too? I'm pretty sure that's what he was going to do, but then as we're fading away, we see a feather fall from fall from the corner of the of the screen, which is I guess was on purpose, and we didn't see who it was. But I saw that. I said X loss. I was like, I, I didn't think last week until we cut back to Yo and the gang, and uh, they're waiting for Horror Ho as they're about to leave to go find him. Lyser comes in with him on his shoulder. I'm like, oh. And also, apparently, we cut back to that. We find out that. Uh, Buffalo Bill has been killed. There's an X in his chest. Um, yeah, it was a real horror horror show. Dang it, John. <laughs> um, we we find out apparently, uh, Lyserg's got a new spirit. Um, he got his own angel from the X laws. Who uh, what's his name again? I keep on, I keep on want to call him Fake Vash. Oh, uh, Marco. <laughs> Polo. Dang it. I guess that makes sense, but um, Marco Polo. Of there, we see a little conversation between him and Lyserg about like him saying he's he's not he's not blind to Lyserg's I guess indecision. His in the his fact uh, that he's not a complete savage makes him flawed somehow. I guess good way to put it. He uh, they, they bring up like you know Lyserg's questioning is death really justice, and he's like uh. If you want to take what I, I was, as you were saying that in my mind, I was like, well, I mean, these guys are supposed to be like, because they're using angels, quote unquote, these mechanical machinations of power. Um, and they're supposed to be like Anglo Saxon somewhat, like they believe in God. Granted, I don't think they do because they're worshiping that little girl, but we're going to get beyond that point. Um, if they believe in the Christianity, believe that all sin ends in death, then what he believes is technically correct. If they're Christian, then are they Anglo-Saxon or Anglo-Saxon? And if they like that little girl, are they Anglo-Saxon? And is she Anglo-Sexy? Do I even have the girl know that? Is this one of my superpowers, by the way? No, you're, these are just you being, trying to be silly. <laughs> and working, mind you. Oh, good. 
All right, we're oh shoot, almost click clicked on another app. Dang it! Now I'm gonna have to close that as as soon as it decides to open up. Yay! I don't think yay is the appropriate response, but if you insist, I'm gonna use yay because I used yay already. But uh, see here, um, trying to get these or like actually scum scrum through all these episodes. Uh. Oh, we cut to, um, I actually guess this is a good point to bring up now. Lysor's come in with, uh, Ho or Ho on his shoulder, and, uh, everybody else seemed to be shocked or surprised or kind of happy Lysor shows up. Yo is the complete opposite. He actually kind of, I think, has a frown on his face while most of his talking with, uh, <laughs> with Lysor. Um, even asked Lysor what happened to his previous spirit, and we found out he still kept her. He's just not using her. But, um, I so found it... I think that he was trying to, like, see if Lyser kind of kept held on to his heart. I think for him, that was, like, his little Jiminy Cricket moment where he was like, have you stayed true to yourself or did you forsake your spirit? That is true. Um, actually, I guess we find this out because, like, uh, after Horo Horo uh, shows up and Lyser is there, yo, I has a, a premonition. I'm, I'm guessing he had a feeling that Lyser killed somebody. Um, we were surprised because, like, I mean, how did he know the Lysar killed somebody? But I guess makes sense if if a uh, Ho is fine. Um, we cut away to the beach where a Lego Man is there, prior to Jock's dismay. Um, the worst. Don't stop and wait for me to say something obnoxious. You know he's the worst. <laughs> Don't you dare. Um, Lego Man explains to his teammates that, uh, because they were asking him who killed Bill, and he's like, he saw an angel, and he was pretty sure it was the Exilos. And the Arabic, the Arabic dude, the Mexican dude, and I think there was another guy amongst them. I forgot, I don't know, I can't. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. An Arabic dude, a Mexican dude, and some other guy enter a bar. Thank you, Jock. Why? Why? It sounds like it's the beginning of a joke. Uh, we, we cut away from that back to Yo and the gang as Yo is about to explain because Yo has something really important to t talk to uh, his friends with um, about like the uh, it seems like it was about this, the, the the Patch Tribe which I've always had my suspicions because Silva's been acting weird recently but um they come back to them apparently I don't know how fast I don't know how they did this so fast but the uh, the group the house tr uh, group shows up. The Mexican guy with the uh, with the, the giant skeleton maraca things like slam into the to their like their, their hideout there and tries to kill them. We find out that um, Faustus oversaw the giant lady with the devil wings. They're on top of her as they're fl she's flying them up, and uh, apparently Ryu's down there still. Apparently not getting not hurt somehow. Uh, on his oversoul, the giant eight heads, the snake thing. Which is kind of cool. Apparently, Ryu was able to save himself. He's upset that 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 damage almost hurt Lasser. I don't think Lasser cares. Also, I find it weird. I think uh, Ryu's still on the whole like Lasser looks like a chick. But I guess we'll move on from that. Lasser? What do you mean Lasser looks like a chick? Where are you coming up with, uh, up with that from? He does look like he's like he, he's not androgynous. Lasser? Yeah, from his neck up, he looks like a female. I think you might be thinking into this too much. No, that that is literally. I literally thought that when I saw him in the in the intro, I was like, "Is that a girl?" I couldn't tell. I know Lasser's the guy because they confirmed that here, but I'm saying 
He looks like a chick from the head up. He He's got long hair. eyelashes. He has guy hair. He has bendy ears. What's bendy ears got to do with him being male? I don't know. Like, they don't usually give girls man ears. He has kind of, like, man ears. He has a broader face, which is usually an anime indi in indicative of a guy. He's very androgynous, regardless. Like, he looks like he, he looks like he could pass for a girl if they really were to try with him. I, I can't say that about Yo, and I really can't say that about all the, all the male characters here. Yeah, I guess. I mean, probably Chocola could pass as a girl. No way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, they all look the same to me. Wow. Okay, we're gonna move on from that before something else spawns from that. <laughs> All the uh, anime characters, I mean. Trying to, trying to save you from anything, we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> With the fight between uh, Ryu and the Arabic dude, we we find out that his spirit is an, a djinn that I thought was cool. Um, also, apparently his djinn relies on him making, re making requests in the forms of wishes, and he can only use three a day. I thought was was also really interesting. Makes it makes him almost like a glass cannon in a really weird sort of way. He can get his gin spirit to do anything he wants, but he can only do it three times a day. Um yeah, I thought that was very limiting actually. Cause you've got whatever you do you have to finish it. It's kind of a gimmick, like you've gotta finish whatever you're gonna do in three attacks. Doesn't that sound like kind of a gimmick character? Like, it makes him a gimmick character, basically. He's using a genie. Like, I mean... Yeah, but the character is now a gimmick character in my eyes. If you if you can do anything to finish it in moves, then you're a gimmick. I mean, he didn't really, he didn't really seem all that important later on. I mean, sure. Hmm. He's got a gimmick to his attack pattern. I mean, to his, his, his attack style. Yeah. Um, Ryu now is uh, pissed off because, well, um, they were trying to take down his friends in the in the air, but apparently Ren ends up like using an oversoul and kicks their fat guy friend off the off the uh, off the oversoul that Faust is using, and he ends up falling to the ground. His friends are laughing. Ryu gets upset. It says that how dare you, you like you guys are the worst because apparently you know you don't care about your friend, which is, they they get me like mixed signals on that sometimes you feel like sometimes they seem like they care about their friends and other times they don't it seems really weird um they came back to attack them because they had they, somebody Lysir killed uh bill so it seems like it seems like a, i guess a a, a double uh thing i don't know what we're trying to use here but like it's double standard or whatever but um that they came back because Lysir killed bill i saw it as more avenging than caring they still cared enough to do it. I mean, if they didn't care about him, then they wouldn't have gone over there. They would have gone to Hal and said, well, what's next on the agenda? They went out of their way to attack them. Like, Hal didn't, Hal didn't tell them to do that. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's what they give me mixed signals. I don't understand um, what's going on there. As he, as they're flying away, Ryu decides to get into a fight with, uh, well above his pay grade. Unfortunately, I was so hoping that maybe he was going to show some new attack. 
Uh, Ryu, like, Ryu gets a getting, getting his behind kicked. Yo, just off the... There's no other oversoul, starts running towards... I've always seen Ryu be, like, idealistic beyond where he should be, though, haven't we? I guess, but I was hoping that was gonna pay off, because it paid off earlier. <laughs> yeah, but everybody can't just be unrealistically leveling up every single time they feel like it. I mean, this isn't really leveling up, it's just about what you, where your willpower is. Yeah. Basically what they kept saying, but I mean, yeah, I, I understand, like, Ryu was never that I mean, guy. I mean, but... he's not exactly a legendary tactician or anything, like, he's gonna not be great, you know? I understand, I was just hoping. I, I had hope, and then my hope got dashed. I guess that's where when I'm coming, <laughs> coming, I was like, I had hope, and then it got dashed. Um... I guess unfortunately, I mean, as much as my hope was dashed, we finally got it. We uh, we finally got something to happen from it. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, as Ryu is losing, we cut away to uh, Red Seb and Sayram, the uh, the two children whose fathers was killed. Um, I bring this up apparently because they're with they're with Yo's father, and then uh, we cut away from that to Choco Joko, who um wants to go uh, really weirdly all of a sudden want to go visit his friends um i guess at their old turf he shows up there and they're all dead and they're all on a spick it's like it's very gruesome for whatever reason um i also have to point out that there's been there's gonna be a lot of like blood here which is interesting for i guess a show for kids but not really a show for kids i guess i could see where four kids kind of like ruined shaman king because uh, there's a lot more blood in this show than i thought there would be uh, everywhere and a lot more death lots of death um, as you see here because his friends are killed he gets really upset and then the kid uh, well Red Seb shows up and he's on top of the golem with his sister inside the chassis of the golem and he says I killed them and he's like I'm gonna kill you because you killed my father and I, I love the fact that a random backstory about Joko killing somebody comes back to bottom in the butt and it's even more uh, poetic when um one thing that Yo kind of says to, kind of says in the, I guess into the air, but it's directed at Lyserg, um, is like, you know, you get what you get, type of situation, you know, like you get what you put in, and it, and he was just kind of saying it, and he was saying it like in a, in a very like, like you're you're gonna regret this later type of situation. Um, I guess this is more about like Yo's personality and how he doesn't like to kill people and stuff like that, you know. He kind of says like, you know, you kill somebody, someone else is gonna come uh, come right back after you to kill you because you killed them. And this is kind of what's happening here. Joko killed somebody in his past, and now he's having to pay for it here. These kids, apparently, the Golem found uh, uh, Skane for him and actually found out how close he was and then jetted, jettisoned out for him. Apparently, the Golem is a lot more powerful than Yo's father, or the Golem got the upper hand on him accidentally. I had no idea what happened there. Because um, uh, Yo's father ends up sending his spirits to uh, go after Anna and to go after Yo. So can I throw something in here? Sure, go right ahead. So, you know, um, when Ryu passes out and he has his out-of-body out of afterlife experience and everything, and they're, they're doing the Indian spirits, um, and they, they mention them as the Gandhara? Mm -hmm. Like, we're... It's you're you're referencing episode thirty six at this point, right? Uh, 
You're almost into Choco. You're almost into episode 36. You're at the end. Yeah, I mean, this episode kind of ends with the confrontation with with Red Sev, Serum, and Chocolof about their dad. Yeah, so yeah, I'm in 36. Falling into 36 kind of too, though. Um, so, but when they're looking for Gandara and they mention the Indian spirits and stuff like that. Gandhara kind of set off something to me, so I looked it up, and Gandharan Buddhism is like the um, foundation of Greco-Buddhism, which is one of the main parts of Buddhism in general, and it's like one of the absolute like roots of one of the major forms of Buddhism and Indian, con Indian culture, um, starting at like 3rd century BCE. So like 300 years before Christ, you know what I mean? Like is what it started out. It's like an ancient religion. And um, the most of what it talks about are two things. One of them is karma, basically. And the other is um, reincarnation. So obviously if there's a spiritual set of beliefs that are more suited for a show like Shaman King, it's really hard to find one, you know what I mean? other than shamanism itself. Um, but in keeping with the series, all of a sudden we have themes that almost like pull, like they're like the writer had these themes as a motif for the for the episodes, plot lines and everything. And suddenly like Gandharan Buddhism is like driving all the plot anyway, like that you have karma like driving the entire thing. You have the Buddhist idea of um, your mind in life being where your mind is in death um like you know like how they talk about nirvana and things like that and like the the kingdom of heaven being found you know what i mean through your philosophy and stuff like that um that is rooted in gandharan buddhism as well so this idea that you have like that your philosophy in life will help you find nirvana and death is part of that and bringing yourself into the afterlife like through nirvana and like meditation things like that is is part of buddhism and the idea of karma and like improving your your karmic you know spread and things like that are all like part of it so the fact that choco love is having negative karma come back at him right now and he has to face his negative karma that he's built up and anti-earned you know what i mean over his time and that he hasn't quite tipped the scales back to level or even positive at this point um is all like pointing back to that gandharan thing that like you have this um karmic like debt that he's trying to pay right now that he's facing and the question of you know what i mean does is your past karma like more important than your the karmic trend that you've you know the karmic trend that you're headed towards you know what i mean and, and they're asking this deeper question for anybody that understood the, the reference to gandhara and all the indian characters that were in there um another interesting little thing to mention here is that gandhara also has um sort of a celebrated grave culture where um they have um a lot of graves that were like really really referenced like really referenced and celebrated that like were buried with pottery and other um items and things like that and um really really decorated and filled with um tablets and terracotta figurines and horse furniture and horse remains and elaborate um 
scriptures and things like that that were put in there and they like you know bronze gold potteries you know things like that that like were uh, iron objects things like that that were like left in there so their uh cultural cultural objects and things like that so it's like they were also like really really noted to um to be a wealth of information because of like how much they put into their great culture so it's sort of interesting it's obvious once you find like once you look something up like this and you find out immediately that they have like a dedicated wikipedia page grave culture alone do you know what i mean the area like the geographic area and then you look up the religion of the area and you find their variety of buddhism was like cornerstone to buddhism in general and that it was like its specific focus was on karma and reincarnation then you start putting the pieces together and understanding why um, the plot itself has been taking the direction it has in terms of karma. And and then, honestly, even then the mana building up a battery the way it has, do you know what I mean? Almost feels like karma, too, that they put all this energy into this golem, and now the energy's coming back, you know what I mean? Almost feels... And then even... And I might be taking this premise too far, but even the fact that he treated... Um, his own daughter sort of as a time battery to drive the battery of mana like he ran out of time himself like he was killed and he ran out of his his time on earth was used up and rather than reincarnate and come back you know or, or exist in the afterlife he he turned his um, own daughter into sort of a, a golem of its own do you know what I mean except this golem bought him more time on earth rather you know more lifetime on earth rather than um more mana so we had this whole vessel of mana in this vessel to keep him on earth and use them both to exact his revenge and come after negative karma and now it's all kind of biting him in the ass because he's going to get eaten by the oversoul so it's interesting all the different layers here and how they like the insight on that one little name drop that they do once in each episode one time of Gandara, like, and looking into it kind of, like, unlocked what was going on in these two episodes and really helped me see, um, kind of open up and reveal the, the themes that were happening in this, um, in a deeper way. No, that's just, that's really, like, that's a lot. Like, I was sitting there listening and I started glazing over, but I, I got most of it. <laughs> Well, it's all on the podcast, so if you uh, if you want, I think the person that's running this is going to post it somewhere. You could go listen to it. I got, I got, I got it. it you know, like the themes <laughs> one. I guess I could talk. I guess I can use that to lean into. I guess since it's, I guess talk about this episode more free for. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Like I, I, I was listening. I was, I was trying to. I was trying to keep. I was just trying to keep track of where I was in the in the podcast notes as I was listening to you. I was like, I started. I think as soon as I was in somewhere in these notes, I was like, wait a minute, I, I got to keep listening to Jock here. <laughs> to let me reiterate it then. The biggest themes that I had there were karma and the fact that um, Choco loves Gandhara like Buddhism. Gandharic Buddhism is really focused on karma, and that it's kind of driving the idea of karma as. Um, coming back to Chocolove here and but it also um has to do with the idea that you have sort of this ledger with life do you know what i mean that like you have a debt and then you have what you're paying you can pay 
and that Joker Love has a big debt and now he can kind of pay it back, but it's sort of too late. Like that the the time has come to pay, and even though his like his what he's paying back now is enough, like they want it paid at a faster rate. You know what I mean? He started paying back too little, too late for what he's has because now the now the time's come to pay it back, and he's like, but I'm paying it, but it's like you know what I mean? It's like one of those like you borrowed money from the mob and now you can't pay it. Now they're going to cut some of your fingers off kind of deal. Um, but the other idea here is that if you think of this karma as, as a more literal thing, then the golem that they have is sort of like someone paid forward some karma, like by storing it in the golem. Like they put it in here to pay forward like a little bit like they've built up karma with this they have all this energy that they've stored up into this thing you know what i mean that's almost like a karma in a, in a way if you think of it as kind of a metaphor and this guy put all this karma in here with an intent all this energy with an intent into this golem and then with buddhism being all about reincarnation too like rather than reincarnating in, in a natural way that we have this golem that has this false life with the energy that he put into it and then he has his daughter and rather than reincarnating in a natural way he has this golem that's reincarnated incarnated in a natural way full of like this energy that he put forward we have this daughter that's born naturally but he's reborn into the daughter in an unnatural way and taken over her life and taken over the energy that he put forward to use it in a vicious and negative way to go after chocolove and kill him rather than live his life in positive karma so he's taking these things that weren't necessary that had the potential for good or evil having a daughter and having all this energy built into this gown like potential for good or potential for evil and he's put it forward in a negative way to live for revenge on chocolove he's stopping chocolove from doing positive things in his life to satisfy his need for vengeance and also ruin his daughter's life and his other child's life too for that matter because he's going to kill him in the process and here all that negativity is coming back at him when has men um defeat him and the golem is good about to be consumed by the oversoul so karma's a bitch <laughs> you know what i mean and now it's gonna like all this stuff that he's put forward all this energy that he's put into this thing is coming back to destroy him too and um but it's it all ties in in, a, in kind of a weird way into the idea of rebirth you know what i mean through the golem having a false life and through him having a false life through his taking over his daughter's life and karma having all these resources to work with and instead of doing something positive with him he does something unnatural and negative with them and it's going to it's going to create a tragedy for him where it didn't have to it could have been his kids having a normal life and this cool golem, do you know what I mean? That was their protector for the rest of their life. But instead, he's killing one of his kids and take took over the life of the other kid and led them all into disaster. So, but it all kind of ties back to the Buddhism thing, you know, of, of the natural order of things and, and life and death and having a positive way to think of your life and a positive way to um, go with the flow and the natural order of things and put positivity into the universe and get it back in, in return and how going against that and taking a negative course of action um only brings negativity and, and death back at you yeah, that's very i guess that's very yeah i got it all no, 
I got it all though. I guess what I want to do is I want to use what you just said as a springboard, I guess, for some topics before we end this here. Um, one thing I want to bring up is like, uh, I guess the karma thing, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Yo says, says this throughout this entirety of like, I guess, this confrontation that you pay what you get. Um, the kid ends up like taking the taking the golem into war against Truckle Love because Truckle Love did unfairly take away their father. But um, as what Yo's saying, uh, you know, you get what you give. You know, he says this here as he's trying, to, he's trying to, you know, wake up, wake up, saying that you don't want, you don't want your life in like constant, in constant uh, revenge death cycle. All you're, all you're doing is making a constant cycle of um, hatred, revenge, death, hatred, revenge, death, and um, it shows itself here. There was an entire confrontation with the golem. Chuckle ends up taking, taking out the golem's arms for a couple bit, only for him to. Um, only for him to lose his life in the process, he turns his back on the golem, and the golem uses a laser beam. Um, by the way, this laser beam comes back a second time because it hurts Yo in the process. Again, they turn their back on the dang thing, and they end up getting shot. Um, that was weird, but uh, it, it happens twice in this in this episode. But um, the the uh, the shot, the laser beam shot, Chuckle Love was deadly enough. What? Yo's power is to turn negative energy into positive. That's his greatest ability. But this is mindless evil you know it's mindless negative energy and there's nothing he can do about it it's just mindless hell-bent on being negative energy so he can't really do anything to convert that to positivity because there's no soul behind it to believe in and and change into something more positive so he doesn't have a chance with it even with um even with uh is it red set the boy or, yeah, it's Red Seb that's the boy. Even with Red Seb, when he, like, he's negative, and he comes towards, he comes at Yo, and he, like, takes a shot at him, like, Yo just kind of sidesteps. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't, he's taking violence and, like, not even responding with violence, and that's how he defeats them, which is almost, like, symbolic of how Yo takes care of any situation. He just steps out of the way. Like, he's like, I'm not going to respond to your violence with violence of my own. And that's how he defeats him, which is, like, very poetic if you think about it. But um, with something mindless, like a disaster, like a golem just filled with negativity, like, he can't do that. There's nothing there to work with for him. It's it's out of his hands. So it makes perfect sense that something like that would be the thing that he can't defeat. What I'm more concerned of is the fact that he turns his back on it, even though Chuckalo had his back turned to it, too. I just think that he should have known that it was going to have a laser beam attack and it shot him in the back anyway but, but i mean like i mean was, I blues. He it was defeated right huh he believed it was defeated they so said, did so did chocolate right they well, said nothing can it can't grow that back he said i've defeated i've knocked its laser beam off it can't grow it back and now you have no option and he believed it was defeated and that's why he turned its back to it because he he was convinced that it was out of options yeah, this is an anime. You don't really believe that it's not an option. It's not an option to destroy it. But I, um, he thought I, he had, he, over, he might have been overconfident, which is also another weakness of his. But I think that was what was going on. I get, I'm just very upset that he turned his back on it. I mean, like, but I mean, moving on from that, uh, I mean, after he, after Redstone gives up, um, apparently the golem takes full autonomy on his own. Well, not really, because the sister's in it. But um, the sister actually starts enchanting. Oh, 
of the father that's in the sister takes full autonomy over it. We'll get to that in a minute. The little sister takes autonomy over the robot and starts enchanting, um, starts enchanting, enchanting, enchanting out words that uh, control the robot, which is the first time we ever heard this. Um, I also want to point out too, according to Ritzeb, his sister's mind is like gone. Something about the way she was acting in that robot, granted we see later on why, but something about the way she was acting in that robot just doesn't seem like she's gone all the way. And I have a suspicion to believe, based on what we now know, um, the father is inside of her. Weird word, choosing words, but uh, his spirit is inside of her, controlling her. Makes me believe that why, I don't think her mind was ever gone. I think he was just suppressed. Why, why you gotta make it weird, Jeremy? Uh, moving on. Uh, I, I think that I don't think her mind was ever gone and he could never tell this because his sister was never allowed to speak um, the entire time they've been together she's only just you know like he, he only ever carried her and whatnot. Um, I believe her personality has been suppressed I don't think she, she's gone because uh, his, his father is taking control over her body to take control of the robot um which is even weirder too. Like, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, I mean, and we also see he's got a full of hatred too, as you said, Karma. He's also full of hatred because Chuckalove killed him, and he wanted to kill Chuckalove, which he was successful. Um, and Redstone thought that killing Chuckalove was going to bring his sister back, but clearly it wasn't. And we know, and why? Because the spirit of her father is suppressing her. Uh, that makes me wonder. It's like I wonder when that happened. The only time I think it happened is maybe like. He didn't think his sister had found her father, but she came back and she wasn't the same as she was when she left. So it's possible that maybe she did find him, and his spirit, so full of hatred, possessed her. And because of that, there's probably two warring factions going on in her body, and the father won. Uh, I just kind of think, I was like, wonder what's going to happen once the energy that he stored depletes. Does she get her? Does she get her full? Um, does she get her full control of her body back, or is she gone? I don't think I don't think her mind is gone. I it's, think I mean the big focus of the story right now is um, is she? I mean she's a hostage situation right now. What's I mean the whole concern of the storyline right now I think is what is going to happen to her? Is she going to die? You know because that's Yo is trying to everybody's trying to save her right now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that, um, is there anything really to save? Is she, is her, is she, is her mind really gone or is it just suppressed? Right. Because that's all his, all Redstone was trying to do was get his sister's mind back and get revenge for his father. But now that he knows that his father's spirit's still around, um, his main concern is his sister, the one that's still living. Yeah. So I, I, my, my, my theory is that it's been suppressed. Um, but the things I don't really know, I don't have any proof of that. All I have is like very weird glimpses in the way she was acting in the robot when Reset was telling her to control the robot to do this or that. It seemed kind of weird. It didn't seem like she was lifeless as he was claiming she was. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it seems kind of weird. I'm actually kind of curious if there is any light. Is she suppressed or is her memory just gone? Um. Like, I mean, it, it'd be cool to find out if there really is, and maybe this is one of the situations where we could see, like, maybe she could fight for control of her body again, and we see that she's still in there, which is quite possible. 
I mean, as, as cruel as it is, the father using her as a medium to stay in the living world is, um, I'm pretty sure she was fine with it because she got to spend time with her father, I'm guessing. Um, and it didn't seem like he, like, he was using her maliciously. I mean, granted, you can, you can argue with that back and forth. I mean, he's using her to control a robot because he can't do it. But, um, it's, it's a very weird situation that they're all in. Like, they thought their father was gone forever, which, then speaking, he is, but his spirit was still around. And instead of trying to give his children peace of mind, he's using one of his children to control a robot to get revenge. Um, I guess while all this is happening, Hal shows up out of nowhere, saying he was just on a stroll. If ends up finding out the robot, it has a lot of Furyoku in it that he can he can absorb to power up his spirit. And essentially slaps everybody around, grabs the robot, and attempts to absorb um attempts to absorb the robot. How I mean, uh, Yo in his weakened state uses an oversoul of, of the sword to go up there, and he apologizes, saying like, "I'm sorry, How," and is about to strike. But as he's about to strike, all his minions strike him down, and he's saying like, "You can't even take them on. How you expect to fight me?" Now, um, I guess is that the end of the episode. Oh no, we gotta talk about like, talk, talk of love and his afterlife situation. Um. Can I can I throw two fun things in here? Just two little interesting things that I, I noticed. Uh -huh. One is uh, when Serum is cl uh, controlling the Gala. She's she he says um, Shem Mefaresh. Did you notice that? I mean, she's saying a lot of, like, words that are used to control the robot. I just think that was just, like, I guess some, like, unknown language. I was trying to so, piece them all backwards, but I don't think there's any words in them backwards. That one is really interesting because... I, I looked it up because I thought it was maybe a character's name that I didn't rec remember from earlier in the series. Like, a like maybe one of the names of the shamans or something. So, I honestly looked it up because I to see if it was one of the names of the shamans. But there's a Wikipedia article on that. And it says that it's uh, Shem Hamephorus is uh, the, the explicit name is an originally a tanitic, tanitic term describing a hidden name of God in Kabbalah, including, including Christian and Hermetic variants, and in more mainstream Jewish discourses. It's composed of either 4, 12, 22, 42, or 72 letters, or triads of letters, the latter being the most common. So 72, most common is a 72-letter um, word that is a hidden name for God. I thought that was interesting. And then another one that I looked up because I thought it was a joke was uh, when Chocolate Love, when he's in hell and he sees those things and you, uh, you're about to talk about it because he's in, he, he's in the afterlife. He says uh, he thought he saw this in Rodin's The Gates of Hell. He, I thought I've, I think I've seen this in The Gates of Hell. In Rodin's Gates of Hell. Um, I looked that up thinking it was going to be some really corny movie or something like that from like, you know, one of those black and white movies that people make fun of. It's actually a reference um, to a uh, monumental sculpture by uh, French artist Auguste Rodin that is like really, really famous. And it's it's currently being shown in Mexico City 
and it shows the uh, first section. It depicts the first se section of Dante's Inferno, the Divine Comedy. So it's like this, he was referencing a really famous piece of uh, work from Dante's Divine Comedy, um, which I thought was really, really interesting. So, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool. Actually, if it's the first section, then it would be uh, Purgatory. So he's saying, I thought I saw this in a literary work depicting Purgatory. So he's not, He even though he thinks he's in hell, he something that depicts purgatory which is not hell it's neither heaven nor hell oh that is interesting actually, actually, I guess I'm sure I speak about um, I don't think we glossed over completely or at least I did Ryu and his near death experience um, Ryu ends up getting killed for a little bit um, while he's near death and as he's about to I guess accept his what happened to him um, he sees all these Buddha and he, he has a tear fall from his face his eye as he's saying, I wish that I could have met a really beautiful woman. And this is actually, I guess, in reference to when you brought up Gandhara, Gandhara, Gandhara. Um, and we see the the team that we hadn't seen, but we have heard referenced when they first got to the Patch Tribe, one of the three factions of power in in the tournament. Um, Gandhara finally shows up after like you know really gets beat up by the guy with the gimmick ability and everybody else, and. Uh, she shows up, apparently knows Ryu's name, because apparently I guess she heard his wish. Um, I thought it was interesting that... Ryu's wish. Hmm? I, thought, I thought the compassionate thing that he, she saw when she heard was Yo's wish, because Yo was running after him. I thought she was saying I'm responding. I no, that was, that, was, that was towards Ryu. Like that, she, uh, I oh. mean, he had a wish in his mind that he felt, uh, he felt like, really strongly about. And she was responding to that wish that brought him back to life. Oh, uh, I misinterpreted that. I thought she was specifically saying that Yo, who was rushing to his aid, like, she was taking compassion on his wish, and that's why she was showing it. I thought she was specifically saying that he had wished for me to come, so I came. I don't think Wish wished. I don't think Yo wished anything, did he? I don't know. I just. Yeah, yours makes more sense now that I think about it. I just, I interpreted it differently. Well, I mean, she responded, she showed up immediately when Yo, when Ryu was just about to accept that his death was the, you know. Um, yeah, yours makes a lot more sense than mine. I agree. Uh, but uh, she shows up and she knows Ryu's name. And, you know, she says that they don't like conflict. They don't normally get involved in conflict. But she responded to his wish to live. And apparently she shows up her spirit ends up like knocking the the Dijin out that the Jin Dijin, the Jin out and uh as when his comers are about to go attack her I love you, like you pronounced it like it was Dijon yeah I know I, I that's why that's why I said that's why I, that's why I went back and just but it knocks the Jin out and as his comers about to go attack her he says that we're out of our depth here like of all the people that show up, the group with all the god class, well, kami class spirits. Kami is god in Japanese, so um. I thought it was like a communist. Dang it, John. Uh, kami class <laughs> spirits. All of them have kami class spirits, which is, I guess, not is rare. And two, apparently, very scary. Um, she ends up saving them. Ryu, the, the spirit has Ryu in his arms, and uh. 
I guess they're walking. They're, they're walking off from and saying that we, the, the, the leader. I'm guessing is what she is, the leader of the group. She says that I, 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 I look forward to fighting you in the next match. I'm guessing. So I guess that's the next fight they're gonna have is Ryu. Yeah, well, Ryu and Rin, no, Ryu. Wait, who is Ryu? Got oh, Ryu and Faust are gonna fight that group, and I suspect they're gonna lose horribly. <laughs> um, so well, that... Ryu is not someone that I would write off entirely. I wouldn't want to, but I've been disappointed by him so, so like so many times. Like I'm just gonna say that I suspect, because I don't think uh, his spirit has leveled up enough to deal with that. I could be wrong, um, but I don't think his spirit has leveled up enough to deal with a Kami class spirit. Mm -hmm. Maybe it has, and we just haven't seen it. I, I, I expect so much out of Ryu sometimes when he gets in a situation, and I think he's cool, and then he ends up on his butt. I'm like, why, man? You get my hopes up. Damn it, Ryu. <laughs> exactly. But, One um... job, Ryu. One job. <laughs> I bring that up. I bring that up because um, Chuggle Love is dead now, and Yo comes up to save him. And if since Ryu says that he hands Ryu, he hands Yo his sword, and he says, "I'm gonna go and take uh, take care of Chuckle Love." And as they're walking off, um. Uh, Togaturo? I forgot his name, the guy, the, his spirit's name. Says, like, are you gonna go to, are you gonna make another deal with the X-Laws? Ryu says that they don't have any leverage, we don't have any leverage to, to make a, a, a deal with them. They have no, they have no interest. Yo was the only interest they had, and Yo's gone now. So he's gonna go seek out Gonhara to see if they can't, like, revive him, because that's how he got revived. I didn't know he actually was dead until he said that. I was like, oh, he really was dead. Wait, they can bring people to life? I was like, that's intriguing. They have another, they have another set piece on the on the table now that can revive people, and they don't seem to have a, a problem with just Ryu right now. And yeah, I, I mean, I guess this kind of stuff is somewhat common with shamans, right? Well, spirits, yes, but bringing people back to life, I don't know. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like an ability that a lot of people have. Uh, for, for, for the reason I, Iron Maiden has it, and, and apparently Gondor, the, the people of the Gondor group have it too. At least the chick does. I mean, Yo is low key like wondering if he can just heal himself. I saw that he notes. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him talk about self healing. Fifteen forty, like you can go right to the spot. 40, yeah, I timestamp everything. Using each and every cell, calling out to them, resurrecting them. Healing me with an oversoul. I didn't see that. I didn't see that line. I was so enthralled in the action. I didn't see that line. Yeah, he just kind of casually is like, I want to heal myself. I mean, I don't know why he shouldn't be able to. But it's an interesting little detail that he just kind of like passively wonders at. It seems like maybe he's foreshadowing something he might try someday or something, you know? Huh. I guess I didn't see this either. Now it seems like Sarah is searching around for other mana to kill. Or I should say the father is searching out for other mana to kill. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this is before Hal shows up and decides to grab him. Again, how is searching out for people to to devour to gain their mana? Um, 
again, Hal being a really dangerous force. I guess this is a good opportunity to say that I was always wondering when Yo was ever going to get to a conflict with Hal because Hal seems to be so laid back. Like, he's not concerned at the in the least at all, even with dealing with Yo, who's the main character, who's going to eventually defeat him. Like, I believe so anyway. Like, he seems to be so calm, even in a situation where he's got people around him. Granted, he, he outnumbers them because his own crew is surrounding, surrounding Yo and everybody. Mm-hmm. Even though it also seems like you would think you would think he would want to let Yo go because he keeps on calling him his beloved other half. So it's one of those situations. Like, what you kind of curious what Howe's real goal here is in conf- you know getting involved here to take out to not only take the golem, he has another goal here as well. As speaking of Howe's group, um, a character who we've only seen a couple times and we've never he's never been there. He's been more of a just a, a mouthpiece. The guy in the suit. Like, I don't know what his point is, what the point of him, having him being here is. Well, he's in a suit. I mean, yeah, I mean, he looks dashing, but still, it's like, why are you here? Jeremy. Everybody Jeremy. else has a spirit, and you don't seem to have one. He's in a suit, Jeremy. But still. I don't think you understand. I get it, he's in a suit, but still. He's a man in a suit, Jeremy. Oh, here's the term, like, the, the term I was looking for about the whole mana battery. They call it integrated mana, but mana is also another u- term for Furioku. It's the energy source that's used in this world. Jeremy, it's a man in a suit. Is there an echo in here? What? I keep on hearing it's a man in a suit being added over, over, over and over again to the ether. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? Did you just knock on your table? No, I picked up a cup. Thank you, Jack. But um, I guess as the episode's ending, how is like gonna go and absorb this um, this uh, this uh, golem, and uh, well, Sarah's still in it. Yo was saying he's is gonna save. Is this the one he needs to achieve his perfect form? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what his goal truly is. Is that the wrong series? What? Is that the wrong... Am I referring to the wrong series? What's the one where he needs to absorb them to achieve his perfect form? Dragon Ball Z. Oh. This isn't Dragon Ball Z? No. I know it's a shock, but it's not. I'd like to point out, too, that the father the father uh, controlling controlling the golem doesn't even show up until, like, Hal's about to absorb him. And then he loses all... He, then he loses all control over himself and starts, like, blasting Hal. It's like, very much... He, he was not there until, like... He didn't show himself until he, he was threatened. Like, his golem was threatened. But again, I'm not, actually, are you sure this isn't Dragon Ball Z? No, it's not Dragon Ball Z as much as you want it to be. It is not Dragon Ball Z. Actually, speaking of Dragon Ball Super, um, I mean, here remembers that apparently it sounds like uh, with the, the, the movie coming out, they have another surprise for Dragon Ball Super. I don't know if that means the anime or not. Yeah, I saw that. Um, what's his name was covering that? Geekdom 101. I was excited to see that. Let's see, but to close this off here, um, I guess we're gonna talk a little bit about like struggle love situation in the afterlife. Um, 
as Duck brought up that he saw he, he, he sees a gate and he thought he saw this inside of a sculpture. Um, Choco Love's master um, shows up out of nowhere, says that he followed him, and Choco thinks he's in hell. Uh, we kind of find out that he's actually in a spot inside the, the Great Spirit, and apparently all spirits that are near here congregate, congregate there and live out like their the life they were living in repeat. Um, which is odd, and also I want to bring out this reminds me of something else. This reminds me of a show that I watched, Supernatural. And that show, when you die, if you're a human, when you go up to heaven, um, you get like a room, and you you just like you stay you stay in a, you stay in a memory that you that you hold close to you. So you're constantly inside this one memory, you know, repeating itself over and over again, but you don't know that it's happening. Um, they, they later on, they later on fixed this in the series finale, but that's what happens. It's kind of weird that they decided to say that this was happening here. Apparently, his master is going to show him something, and I don't know what it is, and they cut off from there. You call it training, and I guess that's what's going to happen. I guess that makes the most sense. That he's going to train. Um, um, well, no, the, the uh, episode summary, the official episode summary called it training. That's not my handwritten summary. I pulled that from Wikipedia. I don't know why, why, this, why they say it's training. Maybe he is going to train. I had no idea. I mean, like, Ren got a power boost from dying. I suspect Yo's going to get the same power boost. Because <laughs> it looks like Yo's near death here. Um, also, I guess as Yo's about to attack how his friends show up, Ren... Horror, horror! All the people like Lysar apparently Lysar reveals that he's actually been seeing. He's been there since the confrontation with Chocolo. He let it happen. Everybody gives him the the, the strangest and the meanest of looks. I was like, geez, like Lysar is just not Lysar anymore, is he? Like, I, I, I don't know where he's. I don't know where they're. I don't know where he. He's like he's 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 toting the line between a decent person and a horrible human being. Like he's like really on that. He's really on that middle line. He isn't. He isn't going. He isn't choosing a side yet. I think he's. I think he's slowly working his way over. To um, to joining the team. I think he's destined to finish joining the team anytime soon. I mean, I hope so. I mean, he's he's got the. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I have to yawn. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. It just was kind of abrupt. You're like, he's got that. <laughs> yes, sir. I was I was about to spit my statement, and then I, I was about to yawn. I didn't want to do it into the mic, so I cut myself off. Dude, just but, like, holy crap! <laughs> I was afraid about you. He's 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 got that. Uh, <laughs> he's got that. He's too. got that angel, and I'm very concerned. It's like, um, last week one of his ultimate power for so long, and now he's got it. He doesn't seem happy about it, but he's got this ultimate power that he's destined he, that he wanted to have for so long. So it's just one of those situations like you know he still got sure he still got okay. morphine, but he's got this angel now. What? You're sure you're okay, right? Yeah, I'm fine. Why? I just okay. No, I, well, every time I said I got that, I was laughing. That's all I was doing. <laughs> I just it was consistent with somebody that was badly wounded, and I just want to make sure you're okay. Dang it, Chuck. Really? 
early. Yeah, I just can I can a friend be concerned about a friend? Sure, would that make it a reference to a sleep happening in an anime? You didn't think I was gonna catch on that, did did you? Did you? <laughs> hey, all his friends show up and they're all getting ready to go and face off against how I have to point out this is surprisingly early. I don't How are they gonna do it? I think I think he's just gonna get away with it. I'm pretty sure he's gonna eat that gum. He's gonna eat that gum and he's gonna disappear. He's gonna pull a Houdini right in front of them. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Take it back. I guess that's that. That's the end of episode 36. Uh, it's gonna be a horror horror show. Dang it! Dang it, Chuck, Really? Stop, please. Please what? Well, we only, we only have one more episode to watch after this. Because no, there's nothing else left beyond, beyond it. I mean, I think episode 38 is going to come out this Thursday, I'm guessing. So we'll have two episodes to review, and then we'll be caught up. And then what happens? Because I feel like we haven't had an episode in a little bit. Uh, I guess we'll review something else in the meantime. As for reviewing this on, like, on, on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I meant like, is there, a, is there anything planned? Like, I mean, is that well? Is that episode thirty-seven? I'm pretty sure it's gonna. I'm pretty sure they took off for the holiday. This is what's happening. Okay, what happened? Okay. The Japanese celebrate Christmas. Oh, Kodisomasa! I feel like you're trying to maybe have an abrupt ending. Um, no, I would never do such things. Or I just like. Hold, hold off on that. Um, episode 38. <laughs> Wait, what? I just was laughing and being joking. No, no, I was trying to see. Episode 38 is January 6th, so that is literally this Thursday. Okay, cool. So we'll have an episode. Well, right now on Wikipedia, they have all the way up to episode 40. This this anime is supposed to be 60 episodes, I think. So we're, 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 getting, we're, we're getting close to the end. It's kind of fun. Kind of, huh? How dare you? <laughs> I don't hate it. You, know. you were worried I didn't like the series, let's face it. We don't have to do the series, we'll forget about everything. Ten weeks later, I'm like, what about Gundara, guys? Was that a name of a Gundam? What? With that, guys, we're going to end the podcast here. Thanks, everybody who showed up. Thank you for the subscriptions. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. Some of them already follow me on Twitter. But all that stuff, do that as well. And we'll see you next week as long as, you know, the world permits and life permits. Bye.